Work it just a little bit. Sense and logic is the realm of predictability. Predictability is what keeps us in our comfort zone. When we can say, like, I know that if I do A, B, and C, then I will absolutely get this result. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostess, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind, and lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast. So excited you're here to talk about fate versus destiny. Mm. (laughs) What's the difference between the two? Why are they important? And how can we use them to our advantage in order to create the life that it is that we desire, not the life that seems to be written out for us based on our parents' past experiences or what our friend circle is doing or what we can even imagine is possible inside of our head? How do we use these concepts of fate and destiny to take control of our life and empower ourselves to bring our biggest, wildest, craziest daydreams into reality and bring even more into reality, mind-blowing manifestations that are currently outside of our realm of even possibly understanding could happen for us. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I, for a long time, didn't really think there was a big difference between fate and destiny. I really thought of them as the same thing. And it's been over the last year that I've started to really begin to clarify and have a distinction between these two things. I kind of used to believe that life was just predetermined, you got on the roller coaster, you could either throw your hands up in the air and enjoy the ride, or you could go kicking and screaming the entire way, but either way, you were going on the same track and you were going to arrive at the same destination. And while I believe that our soul has absolutely come here with a predetermined contract of what it is that we're here to learn in this lifetime, the experiences that it is that we are meant to have in order to fulfill those integrations and to learn those lessons, we have the beautiful gift of free will and we have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for to actually hop between timelines and to alter the fabric of our 3D reality itself by learning to harness our own power of our aura, of our own essence, our own intuition, by recommitting to building a direct channel and connection with the divine and listening to that above all else. We live in a society that conditions us that we don't have that, that, you know, we're 
kind of better to play it safe. We're better off to go with the mainstream, go with the flow. You know, there's safety in numbers. Do the thing that everybody else has done before you before that's given them comfort and stability. So for me personally and my generation, this really looked like, you know, go to university, get a bachelor's degree, get a job, and then go back and get your major or go back and finish and study for another degree. And and then, you know, move up the ranks in your high-paying corporate job, or maybe you want to try to work for the government because then you get benefits. And it's not about what you love. It's about the thing that's going to give you the most money that you don't hate, that you can tolerate, right? And even if you are encouraged to follow your passions, to follow your purpose, or to follow your creativity, creativity, a lot of the time it's almost supposed to be a hobby. It's like, well, set yourself up for success first and then find what fulfills you. Set yourself up for financial gain first and then find the thing that lights you up. And a huge part of my own personal unraveling and becoming who I really am and remembering the truth of who I am has been un tangling the truth of what I really want versus what I've been told I should want. And the truth is that fate, the concept of fate, is when you allow life to take you for a ride. Like I mentioned, the roller coaster ride. Believing that it is happening to you without any control. So when we're really embodied in the concept of fate, We kind of just think when something bad happens to us, like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. You know, I have bad luck or this is, you know, what's been written for me because this is what happened to my parents or this is just the way it is. This is what happens to people my age who look like me or this is what happens to people my age who went to school for X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. And we really give our power away to believing that we are at effect in our life, that life is is just happening, it's the cause, and that we just kind of have to react at any given moment. And this is really disempowering. This this perspective, I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely was embodied in for a good portion of my life. And I was just constantly waiting for life to happen and then reacting from a place of survival. Like, okay, what do I do now? oh my gosh, okay, this happened, like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) Like always hyper-focused on what's happening around me and how am I going to react, react, react. Basically just trying to keep my head above water at any given moment, which leaves no spaciousness. The hardest part about being embodied in fate is that there's no space in your life for creativity, for dreaming, for imagining a life that's better for yourself, because your life is just full of being reactive. Your life is full of this constant state of survival, of just trying to get through it all. And this constant, when you have space, wanting to numb out because of the stress that's happening in every other area of your life. And if you've been in this cycle, you know how it goes. Like, Maybe 
you're just like going, 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 going. And then you get home at the end of the day and all you want to do is lay in bed with a bottle of wine and watch Netflix until two o'clock in the morning and then get a really like fitful sleep. But at least you had some time finally for yourself. And then you wake up and you like do it all over again. You get ready for the day. You're in like reactional survival mode all day, just like trying to get through the day just like, when is it going to be six o'clock or seven o'clock or five o'clock? When do I get to just like go home and chill out? And you start canceling plans with friends because you just feel like you don't even have space or time in your life to hang out with other people because you're not getting any alone time. And when you do see your friends, maybe you're binge drinking or you're smoking weed or you're coping in some other way to distract yourself from the monotony or from the survival-based existence that is our life. Life the other 90% of the time. And it can feel like a year passes and life doesn't change at all. It's like you wake up one day and you're like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I woke up in the same apartment, maybe in the same relationship that sucks and you don't feel really intimate with your partner or maybe still single, even though you want a relationship in the same job with the same wardrobe, with the same friends who you don't even really like, but they're the only people you know, and so they're the people that you do things with on the weekends. Does this any of this sound familiar? <laughs> I know it does for me, because I definitely was there for a while. And it really took my life completely blowing up and falling apart and just everything as I knew it disintegrating from underneath me for me to finally step into my destiny. But I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think <laughs> that it's necessary to have an apocalyptic rupture in our life. Some kind of dramatic explosion or wild thing that happens isn't necessary for us to choose to shift gracefully. We can choose to trust our intuition sooner and to make graceful micro shifts that may or may not make logical sense. And that's one of the hardest parts about trusting our intuition and about stepping into our destiny is that we're being called to let go of the conditioning that says if something doesn't make sense, don't go for it because something making sense is what makes it safe. Sense and logic is the realm of predictability. Predictability is what keeps us in our comfort zone. When we can say, like, I know that if I do A, B, and C, then I will absolutely get this result. We're living in the realm of predictability. And this is why we fall into these traps where life just looks really monotonous and it's the same thing day in and day out, and no major change seems to take place for an extended period of time. The reason that this happens to us is because our brain has become fixated on what it knows best, which is keeping us alive, and that has kept us in the realm of predictability and safety because we've been listening to logic above all else. And our lives, you know, maybe aren't stressful in the sense that like, absolutely, there's always food in the fridge and there's always a roof over our head and there's a community of people who we know. 
but they're stressful in the way that our heart is pulling us to something more. There's this feeling that we have that we have a higher purpose and that we're not fulfilling it. There's this fire, this fire in our belly that says you're meant for more. You're meant to do more. When are you going to do it? Like, why aren't you doing it yet? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, there's this voice that whispers to us, like, you deserve the best relationship. You deserve your soulmate. You deserve to be a millionaire, a billionaire. You deserve to have your own business. You deserve to be an artist. You deserve to have a podcast. You deserve to have a blog. You deserve to be creating every single day. You deserve to be your authentic self and be surrounded by people who love you unconditionally. But we're taught to ignore that voice because it's not safe, because it requires us to step into the realm of unpredictability, the realm of choosing to be at cause in our life instead of at effect. This is what destiny is. When we decide to follow our destiny is when we decide to actively participate in our life. When we decide to allow ourselves to become the main character, the driver of outcomes. So are you the main character in your life? Is your life a movie that you would want to watch? Is it interesting? Does it have plot twists and leaps of faith and wild, crazy love and amazing quantum leaps and adventure with other incredible characters and opportunities? Take a moment. Take stock. Like, think about it. Think about your life. Are you embodied in destiny? Are you embodied in the belief that you have control over outcomes. And if you really truly were, what would you be doing today? This is the hardest question to ask, is like, if the hardest because it's the most confronting, it's the most confronting question we can ask ourselves. If I knew that the outcome that I wanted, the thing that I wanted the most in the world was an inevitability, there was no doubt in my mind that it was going to happen at some point, It was no doubt in my mind that it was all going to work out for me if I choose to take the step. What would you be doing today? What is it that you would be doing right now? Because I guarantee you, your intuition has spoken and it has said to you what needs to happen. And even though it's spoken and said to you, insert your name here, (laughs) this is what needs to happen. You need to, what, what is it telling you to do? And even though it's telling you to do these things, you may have ignored it because you couldn't make sense of how it was going to work out for you. You couldn't understand the how. And because your brain couldn't understand the how, and it couldn't see how it was all going to work out for you, you just chose not to move. You decided, well, whatever, when the timing's right. And this is like the trickiest part about our our brains. Our mind will come up with 
the best excuses as to why it's not the right time to do the thing that we want to do. Oh, well, you know, like it's not time to start my business yet because I'm still working this corporate job and I just don't have that much time. Or, oh, you know, like it's not time to start dating yet because, you know, it's only been a year and even though it's been a year, I haven't actually done any grief recovery work. I haven't actually done any loss work, but time heals everything, right? Or, oh, you know, yeah, I really want to submit my resume to that company, but I'm going to like wait until I go back to school and I'm going to do this first and I'm going to do that first. It's so good. Your shadow, this shadow that we're talking about is your saboteur. If you know, if you're familiar with the shadow archetypes, this is your saboteur where it just pops in with the most convenient excuse, the thing that it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the thing that like when you go to family dinner (laughs) on like Thanksgiving and your aunt or your uncle or your grandpa or your grandma or whoever it is asks you like, oh, like Dana, what are you doing next year? It's the like rehearsed excuse that you've told yourself a million times in your head that you say, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, I want to do this, but first I'm going to like do this. And the practical thing to do first is do this. And I'm going to wait till I have X amount of money saved up. And I'm going to do this first and then I'll be ready. And you like have this rehearsed excuse in your head as to why you haven't done the thing you actually want to do yet. And our, our family just eats that up because they're like, want us to be saved. They want us to be in the place of predictability because that's so much more comfortable for them too, because they don't want to stretch you outside your comfort zone because then they're going to have to confront all of their own fears and all of their own insecurities and their own reasons why they didn't go for their dreams. And so they just eat it up. It's like, oh, you know, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah, that'll be great. Good plan. Good plan. (laughs) Right? It's like the plan that you have in your mind. That is the reason why you haven't done all the things you want to do yet. The reason why you can't get rid of that pair of jeans that sat in your closet for the last six years that you've never worn because it's five sizes too small. But you keep telling yourself, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll fit into these. So I should just hang on to them. I should just keep them, right? One thing that has been a journey for me that's really helped me understand the energetics of everything that I'm talking about today is taking a leap into minimalism and starting to get rid of my stuff and starting to ask myself, like, do I really want this? Do I actually need this? And not only like, do I need it or not, but do I really desire it? Like, does it make me feel good? Do these pants make me feel good? Do I really need this? And that is so powerful because we, we, live in a society that makes us feel like the more stuff that we have, the better person we are or the more successful we are. And it can be really confronting, but also beyond liberating to realize that underneath all of these stories of like needing a backup plan, needing that dress at the back of the closet, needing that extra pair of shoes, needing that box full of knickknacks that sits in the closet for a decade, needing all of this stuff, we ourselves are worthy. We as we are, without all of the stuff, without all the certifications, without all the degrees, without all of the books that we've read, without all of the computer knowledge, without all of the, 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 
without all of those things, who we are is more than enough. It's more than enough to magnetize everything that it is that we want. And in fact, the one thing that stands between us and our magnetism is the belief that it lies outside of ourselves in something that's going to give us the validation or the readiness. And the process of becoming our most magnetic version of ourselves is the unlearning that we're, you know, taught by society. Like you need the latest iPhone, you need the latest this, you need the latest that. And none of those things are bad. If you want them, like get them, like go for it. Get that Chanel bag, go on that trip to Paris, like stay in the five-star resort, get that gorgeous dress, like whatever it is. But the question to ask ourselves is, are we doing it because we believe that that thing outside of us is going to give us fulfillment? Or are we doing it because having that thing, wearing that outfit, going to that place and posting the pictures on Instagram, are we doing that because it's a true expression of our authentic soul? And if we can honestly say it's a true expression of our authentic soul, then we know. We know we made it. (laughs) We did it. We have let go of so much of that conditioning. Hmm. So, destiny is when we actively participate in life and allow ourselves to become the main character. I had a mentor describe it to me because she was talking about surrender and she was talking about how surrender is when you actively fuck life back. (laughs) And I loved that because it's really easy to just like lay there and expect the orgasm and expect God and the universe to do all of the work. But it's a whole other thing to know when it's your turn and when it's time to be on top and to take your own ecstasy into your own hands. And that's what destiny is all about. It's the willingness to realize that if you pull a bunch of tarot cards today and they give you a reading that you don't like, that that isn't set in stone, that you can go change that by moving energy, by hopping timelines, by shifting your perspective, by working on your mindset, by becoming a better person. You get to choose. You are at cause in your life. You are so powerful. I love you all so much. And I'll see you here next week on the podcast. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week. But I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.